welcome to the Soul Deep podcast, where we dive deep into the edges of life where the body meets the soul. Sharing personal stories of struggle and breakthrough, the guests on this show let us know what is up when it comes to healing, happiness, and new heights of pleasure. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. I hope you're ready for a magical episode with myself, Sarah Jane, embodiment coach and spiritual babe, and Lilibet Burrow, founder of Witches on Wheels, a brand spanking new modern witch store. Lilibet is the baby of my coven, one of my best friends and soul sisters. I freaking loved this episode, obviously. You know what it be when two girlfriends get together. We talk about all things becoming a witch and Lilibet shares her trauma with a small T. And I want to give you a little DL on trauma before we dig into the episode. There are two main categories of trauma, commonly referred to as big T and little t. Big T traumas are events most commonly associated with PTSD, including serious injury, sexual violence, or life-threatening experiences, even if the person is never physically harmed. Little T traumas are highly distressing events that affect individuals on a more personal level, but they don't fall into the big T category. Classic examples of this include, and are questionable of course, non-life-threatening injuries, emotional abuse, death of a pet, bullying or harassment, and loss of significant relationships. People have unique capacities to handle stress what we know as resilience, which can impact their ability to cope with trauma. So what is highly distressing to one person may not cause the same emotional response in somebody else. So the key to understanding little t traumas is to examine how it affects the individual rather than focusing on the event itself. So although little t traumas may not meet the criteria for a PTSD diagnosis, these events can be extremely upsetting and can cause significant emotional damage, particularly if the individual experiences more than one event over and over again, especially during important periods of brain development like early childhood and adolescence. Empathy and acceptance for the impact of little t traumas can be harder to garner because of the common misconception that these events are less significant than life-threatening emergencies. Minimizing the impact of the little t incidents can create adverse coping behaviors such as bottling up emotions or attempting to manage symptoms without support and failing to address the emotional suffering. And when we fail to address the emotional suffering of any traumatic event, this can lead to serious damage over time for the mind, the body, and the spirit or the soul. If you're someone with little t trauma and you're feeling guilt about experiencing low mood because of the big T comparison. Please know that your experience of sadness, distress or illness is valid. 
and to let go of the guilt and feel into your emotional body and surrender to your experience will stop the suppression and start the healing and transformation. You are worthy and your emotions are valid. That was your lengthy introduction and I hope you enjoy this episode. Without further ado, please welcome Lilibet Burrow from Three Witches on Wheels. Hello, Lilibet. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Soul Deep podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. (laughs) I am super excited to have you here. And the first question I would love to ask you is what brings your soul to life? That's a good question. I would say what brings my soul to life is educating people how to be their best version possible through joy, okay, (laughs) specifically through joy. Being an extroverted person, that is all I'm about, sort of socializing with people, uh, interacting with them. And when people first meet me, they think I'm like faking it of like how like (laughs) joyful I am, but no, genuinely, that is, that's true joy. So if I can give them joy, it shall bring me joy too. (laughs) Such a beautiful answer. And I, I think it definitely is one of my favorite things about you. And I know, just from being your friend, that like you've definitely met the haters, Mm. the haters of joy, and you just kill them with kindness. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something I've um, put in my own pocket. Um, Amazing, so tell us a little bit about what you're doing with Witches on Wheels. Yes, so Witches on Wheels, it's currently a a family business, it's our little baby. Um, So my older sister, Diana, so she had, a dream slash vision. Um, it was. Da, 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 <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. That's so Diana. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was literally like I think September time, maybe last year, and she she just got up on um, on our classic Facebook chat, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, guys! Like I've had this vision. It needs to happen. That sort of thing." And it was basically she imagined me and our mom, Jaquetta, sort of like driving around in a little VW camper van all over England um, to little craft markets with our our concoctions and our our makes. And so my side of things is like cosmetic based. So I've got like half a decade's worth of experience in the cruelty-free cosmetic world. And that like that whole experience of, of working in retail in that aspect um was able to provide so much joy for people when they feel so insecure about themselves mm-hmm. um but also stripping everything back to basic and sort of using beautiful natural ingredients for your skin is just so important for me so my side of the the business is creating these concoctions whether it be sort of bath rituals um sort of shower scrubs um, etc to make you feel amazing whereas my mom is more yarn based um things sort of like harry potter inspired products there's a full collection that she's currently doing with to whole, um, the whole idea is the sort of plant side of harry potter and the creations are like shit hot like <laughs> they are amazing You're, yeah your mom is very very talented she's so talented yeah as are all of you i think oh, thank you. like one thing that strikes me more than anything with Witches on Wheels is the fact that it's all your mum and your sisters. Yeah. And you know, I was talking to my partner about it um, and 
the first thing he was like why is it witches on wheels yeah. and like, there's definitely like that modern witchcraft undertone with the fact it's not brooms yes exactly. it's wheels but um but yeah the biggest thing was like hang on a sec are they all sisters is that the mom and it's just like wow yeah like usually when you read witches stories on how they found witchcraft um not always but a lot of the time it is because they kind of considered themselves the black sheep of the family mm. and then they found like solace and they found healing and they found community in witchcraft yeah um and that's just not the case for you guys so like i would love to know were you always witchy with your sisters or was it something that you found together and started to grow in? Was there any elements of like fear? I know these are a lot of questions, but I'm just thinking about my own journey, you know, yeah. when I started getting into witchcraft, I think my mum was like, Satan, <laughs> back away, heathen, <laughs> call the priest. <laughs> yeah, especially in Ireland, bloody hell. Yeah. yeah. Um, but actually, just really quick, on. I was actually, um, I did have like Loki have um, an exorcism. Like my mum got the local priest to come out and bless me, and it didn't work. Did it? No, it did. Just it made my powers grow. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Anyway, <laughs> no, there's such good questions, um, and it's it's really difficult as well to answer it. And I guess it just depends on your whole definition of witchcraft. Mm. Um, and right, so we grew up in a christian household and we still even though we practice witchcraft so diana's not religious at all me and my mom come from more christian roots and the thing with witchcraft is that being a witch is not a religion so if you are wiccan that is a religion where you follow the wiccan read and you have like this whole mm. sort of creed basically um Whereas witchcraft, you can still be a part of another organized religion and still practice witchcraft. And that can seem, so a lot of Christians might be like, that is absolute tosh, like you are <laughs> going to hell. Whereas others, there's so many like Christian witches out there. Um, so it just depends on your, your own personal journey. So for us, we have always been like raised really like, witchily i don't know if that's like a <laughs> you heard it here first folks webster witchily. dictionary get a hold of this word witchily um <laughs> but it's basically we me and my older sister we would go into the garden search for fairies like we would make our own little fairy like gardens as well um sort of wanting to welcome them in we'd have we'd pretend that we were um so we lived in like a pretty rough area growing up so we weren't allowed to play out so that me meant that all the oh you had to use your imagination <laughs> oh yeah 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 we weren't allowed to go out so we we were like presenters of a tv show we were like chefs so we we created something called Pride Cup, which was like this concoction, like the, the OG potion for us, uh, where we like had um, like lemonade and Tizer and like lemon juice and loads of sugar. And we just was like creating like our own little potion. And that was that was the beginning of Witches on Wheels, I think, looking back. I think it was. <laughs> You're giving me serious truth tingles because I'm actually remembering like potions I made as a kid mm. and I actually forgot. Yeah. It's just the beauty of it. They're actually thinking, looking back. Well, how were you raised? How how was like witchcraft? 
come in from being a child and it is these little things of these imaginary worlds like my mm. dad would take us to the park and he he would pretend to be a witch and like he would run after us so <laughs> this sounds really creepy <laughs> um, but like we love you wear a dress yeah, yeah. that's a little hat as well <laughs> um yeah so we were and my mom is such a, like an empowering female figure she's she like is. the matriarch of the family she has been through such hardships and trials mm-hmm. and tribulations um but it's just made her more powerful and the one thing that always stuck with me growing up is her, her like power of intuition like she she knows straight away mm-hmm. if someone's good or if they're bad mm. and like I was like geez how does she do this she's still got like a special power like what is this um and that is just what we have been like manifesting throughout growing up as well um, and I always thought why in my head I was like well I do feel really different to other girls because I like I'm so confident and I'm so self-assured in myself and that would always be a threat to them because they were like who is who is she like oh, who is she who is she oh Nikki um, Graham exactly yes absolutely um so yeah that in terms of your question has, is it a delicate situation have we had another religion growing up yes we did but in this modern world and that's what we really want to sort of portray which is on wheels is that you can be anyone you want to be to still be an empowered female and and using fe- female in the the all-encompassing sense mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm. um so yeah because yeah being a witch is non-binary and mm-hmm. there's no gender or anything like that and i know you've got your own definition of what a witch is as well it's quite a hefty <laughs> two-page document yeah <laughs> and I, no exactly and it is all encompassing it so, is, it is. Um, yeah i don't know if that answers the question it definitely but... does i mean like it's interesting because i relate a lot to it and i think when i first started getting into the esoteric arts and Mm. witchcraft and and different modalities of this kind of work what attracted to me what attracted me to it in the first place was the fact that it was abundant and Mm. it wasn't categorical yeah and you didn't have to like fit a certain criteria because like I've always been you know I wasn't always using it but I've always been spiritual Mm -hmm. or maybe a better way to say it is I I wasn't always practicing spirituality but I've always been spiritual and you know when I found witchcraft there was so much so much similarity with like oh it's actually just a spiritual practice Mm -hmm. and also the biggest thing in my journey and you can let me know if this relates to you as well is when I found witchcraft it wasn't like I found it at all. It was like I remembered it. Yes. Yeah, that is beautiful. And that is definitely something we can talk about, this whole, these past life experiences mm-hmm. as well. Um, and not that, yeah, you finding it, but it's always been here. It's always been there. And it's you. It's just things fitting into place for you. Exactly. I think, I believe that we are spiritual beings having a human existence. Mm-hmm. And I actually think things like witchcraft things that would be considered witchcraft and a spiritual practice is actually the norm mm-hmm. and what we're currently living in right now is not the normal this is like industrialized evolution and it's funny because you know it depends where you live in but like i would say a lot of 
you know, quote unquote modern witches are like ridiculed, shamed, mm-hmm. or like, um, you know, they're kind of outcasts of different communities. And I think it's interesting because I think it, it just comes from an actual disconnect to nature. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny, like one thing that sticks out in my mind is like my mom is amazing, right? She's mm-hmm. she's she's amazing. Um and <laughs> I remember telling her that she was a witch. And she was like, No, I'm not, Sarah, I'm not a witch. <laughs> and I was like, Yes, you are. You do witchy things. And she was like, like what? And I was like, <laughs> Do you remember every time I got stung with a nettle? when I was younger, mm-hmm. you would carry me up the field, grab a Dawkin, mm-hmm. rip it out of the earth, rub it on my leg, and you would say it three times over, Dawkin in, Dawkin out, get the sting of the nettle out. Exactly! And I was like, mom, you're a witch. And she's like, no, I'm not, that's just what you do. Exactly! <laughs> but you think about her and like, obviously, her roots, she's always been surrounded by nature and like, there is a lot of like, superstition and folklore in Ireland mm. and as much as she would reject the anything about yeah. her being like attached to that she very much is mm. and I think it's beautiful and and this is like what I feel I feel sometimes so many people find witchcraft and it's not even finding it it's just right. remembering it and from a very 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 deep deep place mm. and I you know, I wrote a poem about you in my yeah. book, A Witch Without Honey, um, soon to be published. Um, but there was a line in it that I said about you, and it just sums you up. I say it. Um, she comes from a soul so, so old. She's practically a newborn. <laughs> and this is what I feel with you, because you find these ancient modalities, and you're like, it's as if you're like a three-year-old toddler for the first time, but you know from a deep place that it's always been there. You know, it's so interesting when I when I heard you read the poem because my older sister Diana has said the same thing about me, but she's said like, Lilibet, you must be like the newest of new souls because you're so giddy and you're so excited with life. But actually what I've realised is that connecting to myself and understanding who I am actually... I have been through thousands and thousands of years. I must have, because there's so many things that I'm like, so like woke about. And you don't get that from Mm -hmm. like, just being a a 22 year old, like that just doesn't make sense. And I think as well, like what you were, (laughs) genuinely, I find it so weird. but as well, it's thinking about, well, what does it mean to be a witch? Because in this modern society, people, they they think Wicked Witch is the West, that sort of thing. They think that old little woman from Brave, where mm. she's in, like the little raven and like doing potions and concoctions. But actually, no, it's stripping it back to basics and, and being amongst nature and, and sort of having these little um, nights in with your girls where you can talk about everything you're feeling and sort of letting it all out and sort of being heard and, and all that sort of beautiful thing. And so our audience for Witches on Wheels is for those women in the broom closet where they don't quite understand like what it means to be a witch <laughs> and sort of teaching them and guiding them or yeah. what is what is it to be a modern witch because it is so empowering and it's just bringing out the, the best in you um so we have like a quarterly magazines you can be reading about how to, to sort of like 
have your own herbal garden what do you need for your basic uh, witches beginner kit yeah um, we have like weekly blog posts as well we have daily instagrams monthly youtubes you can find us all there just to, to embrace your inner witch do it guys do it and bring others with you yay when you rip through the soil <laughs> that's actually a quote from my book oh <laughs> i love it yeah but i didn't say it quite well then i'll say it Plug again in. <laughs> and bring others with you when you rip through the soil <laughs> love it <laughs> um yeah this is this super interesting conversation something came up for me what was it I lost her. We talk about past lives and old souls and uh, bring it back to basic stereotypes of witches. Oh, I know what it was. Go for it. Thank you. So, not to shit on Christianity. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but mm-hmm. I know that you've been reading The Women Who Run With Wolves. Yes. And I think Clarissa does a very good job of understanding and explaining why we have this very terrible archetype of what a witch is Mm. in things like Disney movies and things like mythology um, that's been altered and things, you know, fairy tale stories. And it kind of comes down to the fact that... um, you know, back back when the patriarchy was born, essentially, mm. there was a fear of the woman. There was a fear of the wild woman. Yeah. And I think even now when we say the wild woman, we think of someone with like twigs in her hair yeah. and like, you know, broken teeth and like dirty skin yeah. and like growling and howling at the moon. Just gross. Yeah, but that's, mm. that's not what the wild woman is. Like the wild woman is the same as the wild flowers in your garden. She is in nature and she is attuned to nature she blooms when it's her time she doesn't look at the other flowers around her like you're doing so much better than me um there's no comparison there and she is is just literally you know in her natural flow in her natural state and that's what's meant by the wild woman and obviously with this comes that uh, female intuition which your mom has so beautifully demonstrated mm-hmm. and your sister Diana with the vision and whatnot. Um, there is this kind of beautiful power. And back in the day, you know, kind of Clarissa kind of explains how the the patriarchy was, I guess, Christianity. It mm-hmm. was it was the um the underlying structure of everything, right? It was all like a religion. And the man feared the wild woman, didn't understand it. And, you know, by men or by man, I just mean the the masculine yeah. that didn't, that was not connected to that wild feminine. And these structures are built by that masculine. And in order to, you know, dim the light of the wild woman and mm. to put her in a trap and to constrain her, to basically control her because there was a fear of the power, that's when slowly over time things changed. So the witch who was, you know, creating natural remedies became creating dark magic. Mm. When she communicated with the natural world and animals in it, it became satanic. And when she um, would, you know, use her sexuality, like just like any other human being that became shamed yeah. and it became manipulation and it became temptation and, 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 and yeah all this bollocks and 
that is really where all of that happened and all of that came from. And then, you know, you fast forward and then look at what we have. We've got witch hunts. We've got witch trials. And all of these things are, we're just aware for the, you know, toxic masculine to control the, the the feminine absolutely and you know what what is hilarious when you think about the the reformation of the church and, and everything like that that took place in the, the 1500s is that actually king henry the eighth was the one to to participate in in sort of reforming the church away from the to catholicism and to protestantism so he could marry Anne Boleyn, who he then accused of witchcraft and had her beheaded um he was the one that started this witchcraft act which was all about making sure that we we persecute women we sort of burn them at the stake and these these sort of persecutions sort of carried on from the it started in like the 1300s going until like the the mid 18th century um and then obviously we have the infamous salem witch trials between sort of 1692 to three where like 19 were sent to the, the gallows basically and, and what sort of trauma is this having on the the current women who who class themselves as witches or or maybe they they're thinking about using their intuition they have these sort of like psychic visions or they're tapping mm. into this side of themselves but they fear it because of everything that's happened the trauma in the past um so it's it's we've got a lot of work to do basically we do and i think like this is the thing like everyone has that magic within right mm. doesn't matter what you call it it's magic yeah and and i think um like people are afraid of labels and that's fine i understand that like no one wants to kind of pigeon pigeonhole themselves um but at the same time i think like there is a certain element of empowerment mm. you think about the women who were died being called witches when i I don't always identify as a witch, but when I do witchy things yeah. and I'm in my witch persona, I'm reclaiming that name for those women who suffered. Yeah. And that feels very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I do offerings to my ancestors and my lineage, I think of I think of the women who who bled, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like the thing is, you know, life never ends. In my opinion, I think there is like a universal kind of consciousness and that energy is still there so like I think this is beautiful because we can not only have a reclamation we can also heal mm. and I it's my belief anyway that you know that wit a witch that died 10 however many years mm. ago like maybe 500 years ago two yeah years ago yeah is in a sense part of me yeah as well you think of your ancestor lineage so when you're performing witchcraft for say like healing purposes, empowerment, or anything that is essentially gonna enrich your experience of life, you're not only healing yourself, you're healing theirs. Mm. And I think that's like something that's really, really beautiful. And it also doesn't have to weigh heavily upon your shoulders. You don't have to be like, oh God, it's, if I'm using the word witch, I must you know, pray to my ancestors, yeah. this kind of thing. Like, no, like, just by doing that, you're mm-hmm. actually adding to this reclamation. And have you read Lisa Listener's book on which, oh, it's incredible. She, she's like a modern witch. She's actually more of an, like an OG, mm. but I, <laughs> I first read her book because I heard that she manifested her husband. 
That's brilliant. And I was like, yeah. I was really, really single at the time. <laughs> Please, my <laughs> So I was like, right, tell me your fucking mm. secrets. And when I read her book, actually, no, I didn't. I started reading her book and then I got it in Audible because I found out that she read it. <gasps> and oh my gosh, when she talks about the witches who died, my skin was just like covered in goosebumps because you feel it, mm. you feel it. And something, something that I know from my intuition is that in a past life, I drowned because I cannot swim. Mm -hmm. My mom sent me to swimming lessons for like six years. It's mental. I still it? can't swim. I just sink when I get into water. I literally just sink. And like, I can tread a little bit. I mean, I've seen you in the swimming pool that I it's used bad. to live in. It's horrific. <laughs> <laughs> you drown, girl, you drown. <laughs> literally. Yeah. And it was, it was whenever I went to Edinburgh and I was at this well where there was witches hung. Mm. I was just like, I don't need any more confirmation than than this, this moment feeling. right now, mm. this feeling. And yeah. But there's so many similarities as well between your story and then my mum's story and my sister's story as well. My older sister, she manifested her husband, like the same thing, yeah. <laughs> she went through a terrible breakup. My mum was like, let's come on. It wasn't at the time, we weren't sort of like open witchy, um, but we were like in the broom closet, but my mum would always just do these rituals. And so she, my older sister, Diana, she was crying, she was sobbing. She was like, I just don't understand. Um, because she went through a bad breakup. And my mum my was like, no, uh, we're going to get this piece of paper and we are going to manifest your perfect As man. if your mum. Yeah. Oh, like, what a sick mum. It's brilliant. And Diana's husband has ticked off every single, I think there was over 50 yes, like great. qualities. Of course, because it's Diana. You need it to be specific. Like, <laughs> it's incredible. And then similarly with my mum, my mum my cannot swim at all she she <gasps> tried to swim she can't she has consistent dreams that are always wake up in her like having sweats and nightmares and she is drowning she gets in a car oh and she god. drives off a bridge oh and she can't god. get out and she's drowning and she oh just keeps god. sinking oh my god i never put that together before i have the same dreams i never no i have never i'm always like my emotions are flooding no. my being no i've never considered that i've literally had dreams yeah of like being in a city underwater like all of my dreams the earth is flooding and no one gives a fuck and i'm just like hey please do you not see what's happening it's crazy mm, i know this is a juicy episode my friends and if you're vibing go ahead take a screenshot upload it to your story and tag soul deep podcast so i can see and if possible, leave a review on whatever platform you're streaming from. This really helps the podcast grow, reach more people and connect like-minded souls. And if you want to go even deeper, become a Soul Deep patron for as little as £1.11 per month, where you'll get access to exclusive Soul Deeper sessions with the guests on this show where we spill juicy tea and give you free love, guidance, and advice. Search Soul Deep Podcast on Patreon and join the community. Have you heard of quantum physics or Akeshic records? 
Right, so the it depends on how you pronounce it. I feel like that the latter I have come across with my uni degree, which is all about religion, theology, biblical texts and stuff. And I've heard of like um, the law of attraction and all that sort of thing. But in terms of quantum physics and the science side of stuff, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> so are you please share. <laughs> I want to, but it's such a big topic that maybe we'll do it in Soul Deeper. Yeah. But I'm just curious because, like, one thing, and, like, I talk about my partner with this mm. all the time because he isn't fully on the same wavelength with me about it, and that's healthy and good. <laughs> that's fine. But I will change his mind. <laughs> exactly. um, but, like, a big part of it is, like, the Akashic Records and, like, um, that there's a kind of, like, a source consciousness. So in essence and this is a very simple way to put it but like I am you you are me because mm -hmm. we are like a reflection of source and when we return to source it's all one but at the same time you can tap into that source and this is where you can get memories mm -hmm. from your Akishic records which are past lives oh um, but it also kind of boils down to the fact that you're all one anywhere so it really it's something that I've come across recently and it created a bit of a dissonance between magic and witchcraft mm. and then I bridged the gap and it made everything make so much more sense okay especially when it comes to manifestation because if you can actually tap into that place mm -hmm. well you have access to everything yeah because you are everything um so it's a biggie wow. it's a big topic definitely um, get into that there's so much to, to I do want to I do want to get into that because um it's incredible. It's so incredible. Anyone who's interested in manifestation, lock into quantum physics. Mm -hmm. And it also kind of explains things like intuition when it comes to somebody else. So you know when you get it, you think of someone and then they text you. Exactly. I love that's, that. that's actually called quantum entanglement. And this has been proven <gasps> through science. I think that's what a lot of people need in this day and age, don't they? In order to sort of believe in the intuition and the witchy side of things, they want it backed up with scientific evidence. Yeah. And that is a whole level where you can go. Exactly. And science is always behind. Mm -hmm. Like, it's always behind, you know. I know, you think of, like, the light bulb. Exactly. Like, you think how recent that was in history. Yeah, it's crazy. But we can we can maybe talk about that again because it is such a big topic mm, yeah. and I'd love to dive into it um actually as well there's a guy called Brandon Beecham and he's like he's the top G of uh, quantum physics and manifestation mm. and he has a podcast called Positive Head and he has a book mm. called um The Golden Key this book has changed my life nice. and I have it's cost 11 pounds 11 pence or Ooh, dollars 11. or whatever 11 11 yeah he's big into numerology yeah and i actually have a soul deep coupon code where you can get it for free oh brilliant you can actually get the whole thing for free Please, so through the coupon i shall do i shall do and i'll put that link i'll put that coupon in the show notes below as well for anyone interested but um moving swiftly on swift, swift. um liz you have a story and i i really want to talk about this because you know, when when we get into things like witchcraft and when we find things like spirituality or practices mm. that have been so healing for us, yeah. it really kind of puts into perspective the shit that we went through. And I would love to know, 
what is a story yeah well actually I do know your story so I would like (laughs) my listeners to know (laughs) what was the what was the tough thing that you went through in your life yeah so this this story that I'm going to share I believe is something that will resonate with a lot of the listeners here um whether you're you're female or male or non-binary etc I feel like it is something very relatable um and I've, I've explained it to you before that I, I feel like oh I don't know if it's too trivial etc but you you shared something so so beautiful so first of all before I share like my my trivial tale what would you say to people that say well no my my trauma's trivial yeah yeah and yeah you say that with like what's this quote-unquote like what, yeah. what what is that called people I just do that? like I well I, I call them bunny fingers but I don't think <laughs> they're called bunny fingers I think someone else has got a different image of what a bunny finger yeah. is okay. oh gosh okay <laughs> <laughs> okay it's not that kind of show um <laughs> so you shared your story with me earlier and you were very quick to say like, but I know it's not that big and like it's not that big of a trauma and blah, blah, blah. And like I shared with you that this is something that I often come across with coaching clients that they share something that they have found as traumatic and they immediately band-aid it with the fact that it's not that bad. Mm. And I shared with you that quote that says, if you drown in two feet of water and I drown in the ocean, we both die either way. And it basically just illuminates that, you know, everyone goes through trauma and whether or not you choose to alchemize it is and work through it is up to you. But one person can do that and the other can't. And some somebody can drown in two feet of water and another person can learn to swim. Not that I'm ever going to learn to swim. She died. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the point that like as soon as you invalidate your trauma you're limiting your ability to heal because you're constantly using this comparison and actually what you're doing is you're telling yourself it's not that bad so I shouldn't feel this way and when you tell yourself that you shouldn't feel a certain way you suppress your feelings feelings don't disappear Mm. what will happen is they will find somewhere to manifest in your body this is disease this is uh illness this is mental illness or this is self-limiting beliefs and then this this manifests in your reality because everything boils down to feeling Mm -hmm. so the only way through is always feeling and never invalidating your trauma your experience of sadness or whatever it is um and i think that's just really important because it doesn't matter if it's trivial or if it's major. Who's who's deciding that? If it feels big for you, it's big for you. Mm-hmm. And that's all that's all that you need to know. And also, when you feel into it, that's where you can heal and that's where you can get through. If you don't and you're if you don't, then you just carry this belief for how, for however long. Mm-hmm. You could take it to the grave yeah. that what I went through wasn't that bad. But then have you ever actually alchemized it you know yeah and you were living with such a heavy heart even though you're like no no no, it's not big but you're having to sort of convince yourself it's not big um so sort of linking to that then so my my sort of my experience that I've had to sort of like live with and learn from and sort of become a better person is based on those difficult years of being a teenager in a school environment being surrounded by competitive insecure 
girls. Um, and like I was saying beforehand, this is going to be a story that is very, uh, that hits home with a lot of people as well. So before I sort of get into the actual tale, I was never, I was never bullied physically. I feel like a lot of bullying is emotional sort of manipulation. Mm -hmm. They use the term banter or sarcasm Mm -hmm. to sort of like cloud their, their ferocity. Um, so when I was growing up, um, I I went to school just like everyone else. I was a part of a group of girls that weren't the most popular. We were definitely semi-popular. We were were happy, et cetera. High school politics. I know. It just sort of takes you back, like PTSD, (laughs) doesn't it? Um, Yeah, so... But I, like I was saying beforehand, I have grown up with like Jaquetta, my mom, telling me how fabulous I am, raising me on Madonna quotes, don't go for second best, put your love to the test, that whole idea, <laughs> like making sure you are like as amazing as you can be. So in my head, I I have, I, I don't think I have as many self-limiting beliefs as I could have had because of how I've been raised. And I've always been confident, even as a teenager, and, I, and as teenage girls are, they sniff it out of you. <laughs> they like, they sense confidence and it's like their little dog ears sort of like fling up and they're like, who is this? Who is this? How can we attack her? Um, so I had a group of girlfriends um, that were supposed to be my friends, but that would have snarky comments day in, day out about me because of how confident I was and how I was always happy, etc. And that trying to day by day sort of like tear me down yeah chip away but that little do they know i have stamina girl but it got to the end of year 11 where you're sort of like you're leaving school it's quite an emotional time because you you started off as an 11 year old and you've left as like a, a 16 year old and so much growing has happened in that time and these are the people that have been there for you uh, supposedly during this time and so it was the end of uh, end of year sort of leavers assembly and everyone was getting emotional they were crying of course they're going to miss each other because our, our secondary school didn't have like a sixth form like people were dispersing and mm. um, they were going elsewhere and uh one of the sort of like you know with again girl politics in school you have like a, a leader of the pack um <laughs> the the person that was very popular in the group was having like a garden party what's, what's her name again in mean girls regina, regina george, regina george. Uh, i'm not gonna tell you i did not push someone in front of a bus but <laughs> <laughs> so close <laughs> no 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 um so close so very close um <laughs> Yeah, so it was the end of the school and she was having like a garden party where people were going to come over, we're going to have some celebrations, just sort of have a final hurrah, that sort of thing. And it's Mm. it's a big deal. And so I I came up to her and I was like, oh, what's the the plan, etc. And she looked me in the face and she said, oh, well, actually, I've got too many people that are already invited. So you're, uh, you can't come. And it was like a movie moment. It was like, (laughs) bishwa. (laughs) <laughs> like excuse me and I knew like you know when you just you know the the lies she is telling that intuition inside of you is like you are literally inviting these people that you've had two conversations with but this person that has been like you're a part of your friendship group for five years like is not invited you've not got room for them like what is what is wrong with you so it was really heartbreaking and I walked home that day 
just crying all the way home, which is a 45 minute walk, just being like seeing them on Instagram and Snapchat and their garden parties, like laughing and thinking, well, that fair enough, there's this one person that has decided that I can't come, but all the, where are the other friends that were supposed to have my back as well? And that for me is a, a betrayal, or it was at the time of, of thinking, I can't trust girls, like no matter how close I think I am to them, this experience has demonstrated that it's you can't trust them. You can't trust anyone other than your family. Um, I went home and I told my mum I was sobbing. My older sister was there um, and my, my little sister was there as well. So um, she is also going to get involved with Witches on Wheels, but she's quite young. Well, she's younger at the moment. She's 16. She's doing school, etc. So she will be getting involved. But anyway so they were there at home and they just saw me crying like snot crying like it was it was horrific and which is so out of character for you yeah even as a teenager exactly like I never did the teenager thing I was always so like loving towards my family like Mm. I never changed really so for them to see this was was really heartbreaking and like right at the end yeah like yeah how I can't cool. believe you've been saying this is minor. Like, this is fucking huge. Yeah, well, people have had bad, bad shizzle Shut happen it. to them. But anyways, um, so my mom was having none of it. She was like, you wipe those tears away. You get some slap on your face. You get makeup on. You get dressed up. We're not going to go anywhere. We're going to stay at home. But we're going to take loads of pictures. And we are posting them all over social media so they can see. And my sisters were there in the background. We were oh like, yes, gosh. shopping trip, amazing. Uh, we're having mom. the best time. <laughs> yeah. And it just made me feel so, like, so at peace and thinking, well, you know what? They these girls have shown their true colours and I don't need them. Why would I need them when I have the these women at home who are who are my home? Like why would I need anyone else? Um and that is why I'm so close with my family because you you know they've got your back. They don't want to see you in pain. They but what's also interesting about my mom is that she she again has made me the person I am today because all all throughout this time she was saying you pray for those girls you you send them good and positive vibes oh. because like something's going wrong with them to make them as cruel as they are and all you can do is send so love to true. them so true like you can't and and again it's this whole idea of forgiveness and mm. this is what I've learned from that whole experience is that like anger and bitterness is a cancer it is a disease it can sort of take hold of you and it can spread all over your body if you if you let it it's Mm -hmm. as easy as that Mm -hmm. whereas it's it's so much harder to forgive but in order for you to be the best person possible and for you to help other people that's what you need to do you forgive them you Mm -hmm. pray for them you send them good vibes and happy intentions because they need it Mm -hmm. um and God knows they needed it more than I did. What sort of cruel thing could they do to, at the time I was 15 years old, 15 year old girl. I don't, I, I, they need it more than I do. I've got a loving family at home that mm-hmm. have got my back in, in every possible way. So that what I learned from that is, is to trust my intuition, which is very powerful as well. I know within like an evening, if someone's going to be my best friend and I'm the sort of person that I will tell you that night, like mm-hmm. we're going to be best friends. I, I just know. Um, so yeah, don't let an experience take take hold of you. Don't let it spread. Don't let it grow. Feel your intuition. And I actually know now I've got such a solid group of girls that are my my cover 
not only from my family but other sort of aspects as well mm-hmm. you other the other, other guys that we have um we do have a solid cover we do like we're gonna powerful. do a coven episode oh my so gosh yes yeah <laughs> it's just trying to get them all in one place yeah um oh. so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there Jeez. but there's a lot of joy and there's a lot of happiness that's come out of it but this is this is so beautiful because this was such a big part of who you are today and you know I think you know a couple of things that I pick up from your story is well well one most of our okay don't want to generalize but often you know I've encountered people who experience a lot of trauma it is in your younger years and one you know you're still learning, you're still developing. It's easier to accept abuse when Mm. you're still developing your sense of self-worth and understanding how it is to exist in this world. And the sad part about this is that when you experience tragedy and trauma younger in life, it's that much worse as well because your brain is like a sponge. And I know from my experience like I was bullied so terrible you know I moved schools three times and I was even physically hit but being physically bullied was nowhere near as bad as being like Mm. mentally abused and like emotionally manipulated and things like this and especially when your brain is that much of a sponge and then the other thing is you know your mom is right because it doesn't matter what age you are we're we're always projecting like we don't do anything else really than other project other than project and what those girls were doing to to you I imagine is they were projecting their insecurity mm-hmm. so they're seeing you being free authentic joyful and they had disowned those as those aspects within themselves mm-hmm. for whatever reason you know they didn't identify as being joyful or seeing anything to be joyful about, or as being, you know, confident and all these things that you wear. So they're projected that onto you by shaming you and trying to keep you small. And obviously it got to freaking mean girls style, Mm. like, and that's so awful. That's so hard. And the thing is like, it's even worse again because it's women. And like the feminine has been not only shamed and pushed down upon and oppressed, we've also been taught to hate each other and fight and to like segregate and like tear down other women. And it's, it's just, it's just awful. And like, I think there's just so many layers to get through, but like the beauty and the gift and the meaning in your story is like one, you realized through, you know, sheer just joy from within and the love and support and compassion of your family that you are a bad bitch anyway Mm -hmm. and that you are you know even then at 15 years old empowered and that you got over that and also it like illuminated to you the importance of sisterhood yeah and like I imagine now well I don't imagine I know now with your relationships with women you don't take it for granted and you're very very serious Mm -hmm. about it (laughs) you're the Labrador in the group that's like can we meet up can we go (laughs) We need to, we need to. <laughs> and I and I think that something else is really beautiful in it. And then you look at the work that you're doing right now. 
it's mm. so in your feminine yeah and and you're right like the thing is those girls like every other girl ever has gone through so much shit and sometimes we don't know how to deal with it we don't know how to process process it especially when you're like a teenager exactly you're projecting and like I I would absolutely I would not agree that no one's ever been bullied I think everyone has been bullied and that's the thing like it is it's painful and it does make our skin grow and it is one of those things I'm not saying it's good I'm not saying everyone should be I'm mm. just saying that it that it, it often happens and there is alchemy in it and there is transformation in it it's it's such a touchy subject so in my head I think the reason why I'm like well like I don't know if I was bullied or I wasn't bullied I feel like they tried to bully me (laughs) they really tried but because of my mindset of like I'm just not going to take it I'm not going to accept it they can try and like get through this this filter of happiness but they can't they can't break me like kudos to you for trying but like, yes, it was an awful experience that I went through. But like, try harder, bitches. Try harder next time because it's not working. <laughs> and I think now it's so true because of that poor experience with women at such an insecure age. Mm. Now that I've found my group and I've found certain people that are very like-minded to me, I treasure them so much because you you need, we need each other. There's so much persecution of yeah. women in general that we need to band together. Like it is so important. It's also given you like a zero tolerance for anything less. Oh yeah. And I think that's something beautiful. Like I've definitely garnered that later in life as well. You know, when I first moved to Sheffield in England, I I, I did not move here to make friends. Mm-hmm. I was studying my master's and I was very much on a mission. I even said like, don't make friends. You don't have time for it. Yeah. And then like all of you incredible women <laughs> creeped into my life. And I was like, well, I just can't not. Like, you know what I mean? A little um, bit come, she steals my lipstick, but I love her. <laughs> very good colour. Oh, I love it. So, so, so beautiful. Such an incredible story. Um, yeah, and definitely one that a lot of people will relate to. Um, so if you could give your younger self advice, what would it be? I mean, it's so hard. I mean, in my head, I'm just thinking my inner child, which is still so prevalent in my life. Yes, it I is. Just, I just <laughs> say to her, like, I can just imagine a three-year-old Lilibet with her curly hair, with her blue bikini on and a Reebok trainers. And I would just say to her, you stay fabulous. You stay brilliant. You stay true to who you are. And you're going to be fabuloso. And that's what I'd say, because I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it's so true like every experience makes you and I wouldn't change anything for the world Mm. um yeah yeah (laughs) your magic is truly how playful you are like genuinely (laughs) like you you brought out my inner child in me like I'm super playful now but like I know a big part of it was just like from being your friend yay like in a fairy literally (laughs) Oh, this episode has been so amazing. It has been fabulous. Thank Thank you so much. No, thank you. You're the best. You're the best around. I don't know the rest of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Where can people find you? So um, you can find us on um, at 
Witches on Wheels on Instagram. Three Witches on Wheels is where you'll find us every day. Um, and then we are currently perfecting our website that is going to have so much beautiful magic on there in terms of how to be a modern witch, how to pamper yourself to make you feel amazing as well, um, your body and mind, and then your whole home space with some yarny, fabulous goodness. So Instagram, I would go. And obviously, I know you tend to sort of like links, link things below as well. I'll do the linking. Yeah. I'll do it all. Thank you so much, Lilibet. Oh, thank you. Mm, what an incredible episode. I love women. I love women. I love witches. I love Lilibet. And I'm so grateful to call so many incredible femmes my best friends. Our Soul Deeper session is a little bit hilarious, a little bit delirious, and absolutely terrifying. We decided to share ghost stories amongst other tales. Ooh, ah, you can find the link in the show notes below. Also, you may want to stay up to date and keep a wee eye on the Witches on Wheels YouTube channel. Lilibet and I recorded a YouTube cast on how to, or rather, what it means to bleed with the moon. This is my jam. This is my fountain of knowledge. This is what kick-started my career in being a witch in the first place. I really loved recording the episode and yeah, it's definitely one to tune into if you enjoyed this one. Wherever you are on this beautiful day, from my soul to yours, so much love. May you be well, may you be happy, and may you be healthy. That is the end of our episode, friends. Thank yourself and your soul for continuing to show up and tune in to Real Talk and Good Vibe podcasts like this. Don't forget, if you want exclusive access to the Soul Deeper sessions, click the link in the show notes below to become a Soul Deep patron and stay up to date with the show on Instagram. Until next time, remember you are a star wrapped in skin and nestled within your flesh and bones is everything that you need to feel.